back. Yeah, yeah. Hey man, we back. Welcome to another episode of the Straight Facts Podcast. I'm your host, Mac. Yo, what's good? It's your host, Ted. Yes, sir, man. We back for another one. Um, I got positive reviews from the last two that we just did. Um, a lot of people have been texting me. Actually, my brother-in-law, shout out to him. He just had his baby girl not too long ago. He texted me earlier. He said he benched, uh, listened to all the all them joints we put out and he was like, yeah, we doing a great job. So we got to keep this going. Yeah, nah, man, it's, you know, the feedback has been lovely. A lot of people, a lot of people like, you know, what we're doing, what we're talking about, um, just getting to people from Cali all over, man. So that's the awesome thing that we got going on right now. No doubt. Yeah, man, today we bring you a, a special episode. It's going to be a little bit different from, I guess, our first few, because um, we're going to talk about a lot of different topics. Um, obviously, we dive right into it right now. The first being John Morant. I know everybody's seen the um, social media post. Actually, it wasn't even on his page this time. It's one of his homeboys um, of John Morant listening to NBA Youngboy and, I guess, flashing a gun. So I'm gonna let Ted get the first take on this. Uh, what you think? Now, man. Hey, listen, man. Kwame Brown said it, said it uh the best. NBA dumb boy. Like <laughs> you know, what I what, people gotta realize that once you make it, you make it. And you make it for people, now you're a role model. So that's why all these little kids out here like try to tote guns and you know, rapping a thing. And for him, you're a $200 million guy. Like, you got to remember, man, he, he's been on a straight and narrow the whole time. Like, he grew up with mama and dad backyard with a basketball hoop, had friends and family over. You know what I mean? He lived good. He ain't have no struggle. He came in, you know when he started changing? When he went and got them kinky twists and turned them drinks into dreads, man. <laughs> and, then, and then went ahead and colored the front. You know, he was on his six nine shit. That's what he's on. He he's on the six nine shit. Right. And snitching on himself. That boy is snitching on himself. He's gonna snitch his way out of two hundred and thirty-five mil. Right. Right, no doubt. Um, like I said, this is the second time. Obviously, you know, we've seen the first time we've seen what happened in the midst of their playoff run. Um, that ended well, in the midst of them getting to their playoff run, that ended, you know, in the first round. Um, with this being the second time that this is happening. Um, honestly, I just think that what we see from John Morant is what we're seeing from a lot of kids in this generation, what in his generation, um, you know, these kids nowadays is just, they, they can't, they can't separate the music from real life. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, you see the guns. Yes, we know, you know, John Morant has a different platform and, but he's no different in regards to the generation from little Jimmy from around the block. You get what I'm saying? Little Jimmy from around the block, if he got a gun or if he get his hands on some cash, the first thing he going to do is hop on social media and show it out. You know what I'm saying? That's what they do. So um, my take on it is a little bit different. I see it as um, he needs a lot of people around him to tell him that what he's doing is wrong. But I also see it as he's a, he's a byproduct of the generation he was born in. You know what I'm saying? Again, you know, he has a lot of people are going to say, well, he's an NBA star. He should know better. You're right. But that's not the real world. The real world is 
this he's a kid, he's making mistakes. Somebody who's older than him from a different generation has to now put his arms around him and say, hey, man, let me show you the way, right? Instead of us trying to bash him and bash him and bash him, let's realize he's a 23-year-old kid. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's getting to that point where now it's like, hey, man, we, we got to help you out. Because I'm thinking about myself at 23. I wasn't making the best decisions. Yeah. yeah John like, Moran, and I don't have John Moran money, but yeah, you get what I'm saying? But when you look at it as a the perspective of a 23-year-old, he's doing what the 23-year-olds in today's society are doing. Yeah, but he has more. He has a a good thing around him. He has an organization around him, right? right. So this is if it was the like the first time, yeah, like you know, right. you can go out there, you do your thing, you're, you're doing your you're doing your thing. The second time, you can't be dumb. Like you can still tote, right? right? But why you always got to pull it up? So for him, he has he has coaches, he has a agent, he has a lot of stuff. Uh, family that can keep him the right way. Like your boys ain't gonna really check you, right? Because you paying, you you paying, right? Like uh, that's a fact. Giving them the money, so they ain't gonna be like, oh nah, nah. They gonna ride with you because they're your boys and they feeding, right? They eating off of you. You feeding them, so ain't many of them gonna tell you no, you wrong unless you got one that did a bunch of time and trying to say, look, man, I've been here, I done did that. You don't need to do that. He's he he don't have nobody like that. He might be 23, 24 years old. But the amount of money he has, he's in a structured organization that has contracts. They have therapists. They have anything you need. He has access to. Now that's and 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 that's my thing, right? Is you're right. He it's a structured organization. But my thing is, who on the Memphis who on the Memphis Grizzlies is about to take ownership for his actions, right? Of course, we could say you know Josh taking ownership for his actions is on him. But again, like you said, the organization has to put things in place for this not to happen. It happened one time. It's one time too many. So for it to be happened a second time, that means somebody from that organization hasn't gotten to this young man. You know what I'm saying? Nobody from up top has spoken to this young man. Because if, again, the people that are paying you millions of dollars, like you said, if they come out, the first time it happens is a mistake, right? They talk to you. They're like, you can't do this no more. The second time it happens then now it's like, okay, that message never resonated, right? Yeah. That, you know, and, and like I said, we're, we're parents, so it's, it's going to be the same thing with our kids. The first time they do it is a mistake. The second time it means that that message that we gave them the, after the first time never resonated. So now what happens, right? So that's my thing is, yes, Jaw's wrong. He's a kid. He made mistakes. It's one mistake too many. But who on the Memphis Grizzlies from, I'm talking ownership, management, coaching staff, vets in the locker room, who is taking ownership for this young brother, right? Because hey, right now, we could, we could clearly see that he's lost. He's lost his ways. He needs help. He needs guidance. Um, a lot of people in the media just keep saying he's dumb and stupid. That's fine. It's a lot of dumb and stupid, quote, unquote, if you want to put it like that, kids his age, right? Yeah. But now my approach is what are we as a society or what is the – are the Memphis Grizzlies as a as an organization or the NBA in general? What are y'all doing to help the Man, they do Nothing. They put him. He, he went. We got remember the first time he went to rehab, right? Did he really go to rehab? That's the thing, though. Did they? He checked himself into a rehab, a mm -hmm. a drug abuse uh, rehab the first time. 
um, he, he flashed a gun. But, but, but my thing is drug abuse rehab doesn't help you with decision-making about flashing guns, though. No, so, they don't. They don't. But when he right apologized, approach? like, so for him, instead of saying, okay, or trying to accept help, and we don't know what type of help, right. what, what was done, what was said. But if you're going to rehab, you're doing all these things, you're saying all, like, you're apologizing, you see the effects of your actions the first time. Like, this is what he said the first time, right, yeah. around. So for it to happen a second time, you got to remember, it's a business. These kids, these guys, uh, you might be a good ball player, but you just dropped your stock. Yeah. You dropped your stock. You could have been max contract, 235 plus. You didn't, you you made the, mess, the mistake of showing the gun the first time, didn't make team, uh, all NBA team, team, team right. all NBA. So you lost that bread. You can't get super which, which I think, I mean, not to not to cut you off, but I think the whole all NBA thing, him not making it is ridiculous because if we're talking about his play, he's an all NBA player. We can mm-hmm. talk about off the off the court stuff forever, but I think a lot of this we need to go back to naming guys because they deserve it based on their play. You can't judge a man from what he does outside the court on the court. You know what I'm saying? Because if that's the case, we all know about Michael Jordan's gambling addiction and everything. So why, you know what I'm saying? But again, that's a conversation for a different day, a different time. Um, but I, I personally thought, and statistics-wise, he was an all-NBA player. Um, he definitely, no, you know, he's definitely all-NBA. He, he definitely willed his team into playoffs. Um, when he was playing, he was healthy. He, he's, you know, he's that top-tier player. He definitely is, but we all got to remember as well is when you make it to that next level, you're always being seen in a different light. And yep. it doesn't matter what profession you're in. You can be in any profession. If you're at a high level, if you're in public service, if you're in, you know, anything, now you're always going to be held to that different standard. And unfortunately for him, he's going to be held to that standard, even though he may need the help, right? But mm-hmm. his standard is higher than the the minimum person who's just coming off your seventh man on the bench. No, no doubt. I mean the face he's like he is the face of the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Like, don't get twisted. They ain't got nobody else. No doubt. Like I said, it's, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a pandemic that's hitting this generation of trying to separate the music from, you know, the real life world. Um yeah. I think a lot of there's a lot of uh, good that needs to be done for this young kids especially the kids like John Morant who have platforms but also the kids in the neighborhoods because the same thing John Morant is doing like I said it's the same thing Lou Jimmy from around the way is doing you get what I'm saying there's no different one just has a platform the other doesn't one gets criticized by the media the other one probably gets caught up by the cops and he's in you get what I'm saying so it's that same thing happening everywhere and I think as society as leaders future leaders of this world um we got to start finding solutions, right? Bring solutions to the table. It happened. How could we move on for this? From this, how could we teach? How could we grow? How could we heal? Um, you know, because again, if you don't stop this behavior, like we've seen, it's gonna keep going, right? So, if the Memphis Grizzlies said they did something about it, the first time it happened, clearly you ain't doing enough, right? Yeah, it's soul searching. Yes, the blame is on Ja, but the blame is also on the NBA, the Memphis Grizzlies. Because y'all the ones who have this guy or this kid in general and other kids, y'all have them under y'all control, right? Or under your supervision, whatever you want to call it. So NBA, 
Memphis Grizzlies challenge y'all to do something for this young brother. Um, suspending him for the entire season is not going to really impact him in any way because decisions are still going to be made. Um, it's, it's time to bring y'all vets on the table, right? I mean, bring y'all vets to the table. Let the Shacks, let the Charles Barclays and the older guys mentor these younger guys, right? And and see how this goes. All right, uh, we're going to segue out of this. The next one we're going to talk about is Jason Tatum. I know y'all seen Jason Tatum last night, uh, 51 points in, in a game, 52 points in game seven, uh, the most points ever scored. Actually, 51, my fault. Yep, 51 points in game seven, the most ever scored, um, you know, in a in a game seven closing game um, against Philly. Uh, what you think about his performance? Hey, he, he listen. He was uh, he had a couple off games through the seven game series, um, but when it counted, he was clutch. That's all that matters. He beat um, a good stacked Philly team. You know, to me, Philly's pretty stacked. Tobias Harris, James Harden, uh, Tobias, oh, Tobias, yeah, James Harden, um, Joel Embiid. You know, they 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 have some good players. And um, they didn't have no answer for this kid, right? Like, at, he was scoring to me, looked like at will. Like, it was just like he seen a a big old basket, and every time he shot, it was just you know, swish. You know, can't 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 even describe it. See his performance off of fifty one is yeah, fifty one in the game seven, man. Right. That's crazy. I think Steph dropped 50 in game seven in the last round against Sacramento. But for JT to go 51, um, I thought that was impressive. Um, I think the moment that I realized that JT was going to have a crazy game seven uh, was when after after uh, game six, when they won, he was doing an interview um, and he was like, respectfully, I'm one of the best basketball players in the world. Uh, when a young guy like that comes out and say some stuff like that, like you don't find a lot of guys telling you they one of the best basketball players in the world after struggling for three quarters, right? So he, he struggled for three quarters, turned up in the fourth quarter. I think he hit like he had a stretch where he hit three straight threes, and then they ended up winning before a young guy like him to come out and tell you, like, respectfully, he's one of the best basketball players in the world. Um, I, at that point, I was like, Philly's in trouble. Right, Philly was in trouble. Uh, <laughs> but like I said, his game seven performance was epic. Um, I think he's he he like stole the the hearts of Philly. Um and you know, rightfully so, right? I mean he, he you see the work he puts in. Um, you know, JT's a stand-up guy, you never hear anything about him. So you know he's all about his business, all about that work. Um, and I thought he deserved it. Um, you know, they got a tough matchup coming up against Miami, but you know, I think I, I, I think that moment right there, that game seven moment is really one of those moments. I mean, he's already a superstar in this league. Uh, but I think it's one of those moments that tells you like, yeah, he he's the real deal. He's really Boston and he's there to stay for a long time. Yeah, man. Look, let's get look at it. JT made Joel and B go on live TV and say. Me and James can't do it alone. It's yeah. a five-on-five team. He forgot about the rest of his team, man. Yeah. You know, that type of performance will make you do that. And yeah, now nah, for real. One thing my college coach always used to tell us, I'm sorry to curse right here, but 
this is his exact word. When shit get tough, the bitch gonna come out. We seen it. We've seen it. I'm telling you, shout out to Coach Damon Wilson. He's at Morgan State right now. Um, yep. but we seen we seen that B come out of Philly and, and you know, courtesy of JT. And not saying JT didn't have a lot of help because he got some guys with him. Um, but you know, I think they're primed. Um and moving on, like we're gonna preview the NBA conference finals. Um, the Eastern Conference Finals, we have Miami, the eighth seed uh, versus Boston, you know, who's the two seed. And then in the West, we got my Lakers, man. You know the vibes. My Lakers is back. Uh, we got the Lakers, you know, seven seed Lakers. We just knocked off the defending champs. Uh, and we're going against the number one seed in the West and currently the number one seed in the entire playoffs right now in um, the Denver Nuggets. So who do you who do you got? Predictions, predictions. Man, prediction wise, I'm going Heat and Lakers, man, into the finals. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think I think it's gonna be tough. Um, like I said, Miami is back in the conference finals. What this is the third time in like four years. Uh, Boston is same, you know. So I feel like the East has been the same two teams, uh, for a little bit now. You know, trying to yeah. I mean, the East is stacked, man. Like, certain teams on the East are, are stacked, and um, you can kind of almost guarantee who's going to make the playoffs in the East, right? Like, some teams will have very good stretches of wins and very promising, but, like, uh, very promising seasons. But, like, when someone gets injured or they can't play or something like that, that game they're sitting out, you can kind of tell. Like, look at the Pelicans, right? Like, they were good. They were they, they came in, they started, you know, they they started kind of okay and then and they in the West but yeah the West you're not okay oh, I mean sorry I'm just saying the West basketball in yeah, general general right 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 now I feel it I feel it yeah um what's his name gets hurt uh Zion yeah Zion you know he yeah. gets hurt and yeah, too. it it kind of depletes their team and he he's not like the whole team they have good role players on that team they have good superstars on that team as well but. If they have him on the floor, it makes them a lot better. Yeah, um, no, no doubt. I, I mean, you, you can look at the playoffs. You can look at Giannis. Giannis being hurt was key uh, for Miami to make that run right now. Definitely key. But I think I think coming out of the East, um, I have Boston. I think Boston wins it in seven. Um, I think this Miami has gotten Boston the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Boston, actually, you know, this is a bubble rematch. On both sides, I think Boston takes this one, and I think in the West, man, I think Lakers and six, man, Boston and seven in the East, Lakers and six in the West. Um, I think we have a classic Boston LA, the rivalries back. The script says they said uh-huh. the script says that, man. They said the script is going to break the what 17, 17 championship. At the yeah, I, I got the script, man, and you know <laughs> the finals is going to be Boston LA, and you know I got my Lakers and six, man. I mean, Braun gets his uh. Fifth one, that GOAT debate is over. I'm a Kobe guy, but I think if I was to rank my top three right now, um, I still put LeBron James at one. What he's done is unbelievable. Kobe Bryant at two, Michael Jordan at three. But that's my personal opinion. I really don't go back and forth with people about who the GOAT is because, like I said, it's it could be people more than one GOAT. Is, is, is just depending on the time of the of the seasons that they played, man. Yep. No doubt. Got it. I like Kobe. I like Jordan. I like Braun. Um, 
I have watched more Braun games than Jordan due to my age, right? Right. Um, to me, Braun will be number one. He's He's been in the league for, what, 20 seasons now? Yeah, man. Still doing it at a high rate, man. We've never seen it like this. You know, still hitting the four three up and down that court. He, man, I'm telling you, he man. He's taking hella ice baths. That boy knees is probably, woo. I mean, but when you, when you he spend a lot of money. He put a lot of money into his body as well. He, he yeah, right. I, I was just going to say, when you spend over a million dollars on your body, I mean, it's going it's gonna to hold you right. He takes care of his body. He eats right. I mean, you know, I'm sure he does his sleep studies and everything, but you know, but like I said, you know, this conference finals um, heading into the NBA finals are going to be interesting. Um, so we're going to come to y'all with a lot of previews as the games go on. You know, game one is tomorrow. Yeah. But we're going to move on with, uh, you know, our last topic of the day. We're going to talk about the NFL. I know we just seen the draft happen a few weeks ago. Um, a lot of local DMV talent got drafted. A lot got picked up after the draft. Um, the question, you know, in regards to the draft is, who are your biggest winners and losers uh, coming out the draft? Yeah. Uh, man, so many teams had good drafts, though. You know what I mean? They, I think a lot of teams picked up some good players. I think um, Baltimore picked up some great, great talent. Me, I'm a Commanders fan, so I like the fact that we got a uh, a nice corner that I can probably bump and run, and he's real physical as well, play that nickel position, things like that. So, you know, put him inside, put him outside, mix him up with what we have on the field. Um, I think uh, we got, uh, you know, we picked up the undrafted free agent from Bowie, from your Armada. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, actually, two. Yeah, two of them. You know, we got Boone. For that D line, <clears throat> Pryor, man, shout out to Boone and Pryor. Yeah, you know, I think they're gonna um, make people work in camp, man. Those are some hungry guys. Yes, sir. Um, wants to wants to show their talent come from HC, uh, HBCU. Um, but again, I think all not, around, not not any HBCU, the Bowie State University, <laughs> man. Bowie the State premier University. HBCU in the state of Maryland. I love my guys over there at Morgan. I love my guys at Howard, but I don't want to hear it. You know, it's the Bowie State University. Hey, it's going to be the best thing when you can uh, see and hear that on the on the TV when they introduce them to starting lineups, right? So, no doubt. No doubt. That's a um, um, What's your takeaways of it? You know, who you think? Yeah, of, I, honestly, uh, I, I, think, I think the NFL draft was so interesting. Um, and, you know me, I'm a – I'm a football expert for real, so I don't really like watching the draft after, like, day two because everything is, like, watered down. I feel like the draft should just be two days, but, I mean, I let them do three days. But in regards to, like, picks and everything, man, I think the Eagles, we might as well give uh, Howie Roseman GM of the year. Um, I mean, what they're doing right now, I feel like they're just trying to have a, a Georgia 2, 2.0, right? It's basically big brother Georgia with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I mean, the fact that they Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, right? You already had the other guys there, and then uh, you get, you go get Kelly Ringo, and then you trade for DeAndre Swift, like all in the draft weekend. Um, I think that like it like puts you at a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what the Houston Texans did with the with the young quarterback. You know, I'm Ohio State guy, so I'm a little bit biased too. Uh, yeah. You know, but. 
they they CJ Stroud, um, and then you know they went and got Will Anderson, right? So when you get those two guys, you know you have a a core on both sides of the ball to uh you know lead you into that new 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 era you want to you know D'Amico wants to bring into Houston. Um, let me see who else. Honestly, losers the Bears had a good one. Who? I think the Bears had a good. Yeah, I think the Bears did right. You know, they did justice. I, I still think you got to get Justin Fields a lot more talent around on the per, uh, on the edges, um, you know, in regards to, like, wide receivers and stuff. But, I mean, you traded for uh, uh, DJ Moore earlier in the in the offseason. So, that's, that's going to be good for him. Honestly, I think the Dallas Cowboys, man, they are my biggest loser right now. <laughs> uh, man, I, positions of knees, they ain't feel them. Um, I know they were wishing they drafted uh, the running back out of Texas. Yeah. But Atlanta said, nah, we're going to get our guy. So I know that hurt him. Um, and right now, with Zeke not coming back, well, we don't even know yet. But well, yeah, he got released. So he's not right, he got back. released. So if Zeke doesn't come back, your starting running back technically is out for the entire of the t- entire offseason and probably majority of the season. So that's going to hurt you. Um, so I think Dallas needs to figure it out. Uh, Miami Dolphins, what are y'all doing? <laughs> what are y'all doing? Y'all know what y'all need to do. Listen, man. No, no, no. Miami, let me let me talk to Miami Dolphins fans. What are y'all doing? Yeah. Organization, what are y'all doing, man? Y'all need to move on. Yeah. Move on. Y'all look, I, I tell you what, the Dolphins have a championship roster right now. They do. But one position is gonna haunt them like it did this year. That's quarterback. That's quarterback. The Dolphins need a, for for the Dolphins, man. Who you think they should have drafted? Like one I mean, position they most needed position. I'll say quarterback. Um I thought the Dolphins or not even draft really, because again, you know, it's just where they had a pick at. Um but I just thought this offseason they needed to address that quarterback position. Um, I know we've heard rumors about Brady coming back. I don't think it's going to happen, especially not to Miami. Uh, he got to stop retiring and retiring, man. He got he got a guy who, who bought a football for however much he bought it for, a, a lot of thousands of dollars. You got people out here trying to find out where he took his video at and where he sat in the sand and bottled some sand to sell it. You know, man, you got you got to pick one, man. If you're gonna ride it out, ride it out. Um, I think a lot of people um, throw that retire word around in the NFL because once you're retired or you're going to retire, then you know they they either don't trade you or you get traded. Mm-hmm. And um, prime example is uh, Gronkowski said it right. Gronkowski was like, "I'm supposed to get traded to the Lions." I was like, "Oh, I'm retiring." Right. <laughs> I'm staying and won the championship up at uh, in New England, you know. So, um, hopefully, you know, soon, sooner or later, we'll find out if he's going to come back. And um, I'm pretty sure he's going to stay in that Florida area. So, uh, I think Miami is going to probably be the team if he if he does come back. Yeah, nah, no doubt. But I just think, like I said, I think it, it, they could have they could have made a couple moves left and right. Um, you know, just that quarterback position so sketchy right now with them is 
You don't know what could happen when he's one big head away from, you know, putting him in a hole again. And uh, you've seen it happen too many times. So yeah. um, I think, you know, they should have did what the Rams did when they went and got Stafford. Go find you a veteran quarterback. Um, I thought they could have made a push on Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, yeah. we see him with the Jets now. And um, so he's going to make the Jets better, man. Yeah, I mean, I think he makes them better. I don't know how much better he makes them, but I mean, Robert Sala is a great defensive mind, so that you know that defense and that defense improved this year. So you know, um, defensively, they're gonna be sound. It's just offensively they got to put it together. Um, obviously, it helps having a great quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, at the 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 center level of that offense, trying to figure it out with the OC and the other coaches on board. But, you know, I, I feel like they'll figure it out. They're in a tough division. Uh, the Bills are not going nowhere, um, especially if the Bills figure out this running game. Um, they're not going nowhere. And they got the tight end that I actually wanted the Chargers to draft. Um, but I'm not even going to mention it because that, you know. But the Bills are not going nowhere. Um, I think Bill and the Patriots are going to be back. Um, a lot of people are counting them out right now. But, you know, you don't count Bill out because if it's one thing Bill can do is coach. Um, and I think he's going to figure it out with Mac Jones. And of course the Dolphins, you know, their Dolphins are a team that they could be anybody in the NFL on any given day if they're healthy. Right. Or if that really, that quarterback position is healthy. So, uh, when you have that speed of Tyreek and, you know, you added Jalen Ramsey to that secondary, it only makes them dangerous. Um, but again, it, it's going to come down to health. You know, that's and that's majority of the NFL, I guess, is who's healthy, when are you healthy, and then, you know, who can make that run? You know I mean? It's, it's, it's a game of runs, but I think the season's going to be interesting this year. It's going to be a lot of young talent, a lot of speed in the league right now. I think every team got faster, really. Yeah. Uh, cool. so it's going to be interesting. The, the combine, just watching these, these guys run. Yeah, this kid, this new age kids could fly, man. They they could fly. I mean, you have big boys who are really flying. You know, got defensive ends and line, or quote unquote defensive end linebackers like Nolan Smith who could fly. You know, you got the big lineman. I think he ran like a four nine. So, I mean, people are moving. The kids are moving. Um, it's gonna be interesting. You know, I'm a Chargers fan, so we we got we got some good talent. I'm excited. We got some good receivers for my man Jay Herbo. Um. And you mentioned Washington. I like what Washington did. You know, uh, those those two DBs they got, I think it's going to help them. Um, ownership. Yep. You ownership. <laughs> yeah, man, you've been waiting for that for a while. Um, you know, you mentioned the Bowie State guys, you know, Pryor and Boone. I hope they make the roster um, or even the practice squad something. You know, I think they're going to add value and worth to that team because um, I've seen them do it to Bowie State. Um, and then, you know, Chase coming back, um, I, I don't know. I, I think y'all were dead wrong not picking up that fifth-year option because um, he's going to force you out to pay him next year because I think he's going to have a stellar year. But Well, he, that's the thing. I think that's what they wanted, though, too, right? They, they yeah, wanted, you got to put that battery in his backpack. I mean, you got you to gotta put that back. Pick it up. It's kind of like he's going to get more if he gets franchise tagged or whatever. Yeah, he will. Trades and stuff like that. Um, so that's another thing that they they might do. But I think I think they're going to pay him. I think they have to 
we have a lot of money that we have to restructure and structure and and now that we have better ownership and man and, you know and leadership someone who owns you know team a team like who's familiar with the sports industry mm-hmm. i think that's going to help us out but you all gotta realize man chase young is good but he made a lot of he, he messed up on all the plays as well right he over He's young. He's a he's a young player. You know, like I always tell guys, man, even the guys I coach, you're never gonna be perfect, right? You just it's just one of those things. Um, we seen year one, he came, he dominated, but same thing I tell my guys, it's gonna be different from year one to year two. Why? Because people have tape on you, right? Yeah, they had tape on him in college, but that's a college scheme compared to NFL scheme. So in the NFL scheme, it's kind of hard. You one week you're dealing with Bosa, next week you're dealing with Vaughn Miller next week is Chase Young. So if you're yeah. if you're a tackle or if you're an OC or you're an O-line coach, um, it's kind of hard putting it together, right? It's 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 like okay, but then if a guy's killing you, like if a and don't get me wrong, it's guys who kill you every year. But if one guy's killing you and you come back the next year and you're like, you know what, off season, we gonna focus on what Chase Young does best so we can take it away. They yeah. did that. I mean, they put them double teams on him. So now it's, it's his job to respond to what offenses are doing with him, right? If they're going to double team you, now you got to split your double teams, right? Pad leverage has to be a little bit lower. I mean, it's just basic football, but that progression has to be made. And he has to stay healthy. He got to be on the field. That's also an issue. Uh, but I think he, I think he's going to do it. I mean, we've seen guys come out, have crazy years, bad year two, which is normal. And then, you know, bounce back so i think i think he's he's due for a bounce back here um and the guys around him are solid i mean you got those two interior tackles you got sweat on the other side i mean you know that's another thing though we got we got to get money for sweat we gotta get yeah, money yeah. for yeah. young so we may lose one of the two right and yeah remember they did draft um i think the clemson defensive end yeah, now you y'all got guys like I said. That's one thing about Washington. One thing about Washington, that defensive line is always going to be heavy. They're going to stack a lot of guys. Yeah, you know? they're going to play a lot of dudes. I mean, so it's going to be guys moving across the board. We got a hard schedule, and hopefully we can at least go five hundred. But we got a hard schedule, and I think it's going to show, um, you know, new coaches. You know, with these with the new coaches that we have and a new scheme that we have, it's going to show us the future. Right, I think, and and it sucks because us as fans is like, oh crap, like blah blah blah, we suck. Like, right. coach fired yeah. this, but this is gonna be a whole new year one, like built from the bottom. So we got to check these schemes and stuff, you know. But but you know, we'll get more into that on the next episodes when the when you know we actually start watching these preseason games and seeing what's going on. We we, we got some, we got three good preseason games. Well, I think we have the Bengals, Ravens, and Bay- and Browns. Yeah, no doubt. That's that's some good competition, man. I'm excited. Can't wait. Can't wait to see what y'all put together. Can't wait to see what every team in the league puts together. Um, but like I said, we're gonna have a football segment where we just talk football, sit down, break the game down, and you know, chop it up. But you know, this is this wraps the end of this podcast, man. It was a pleasure. Thanks again for listening to the Straight Facts Podcast. You know, you can follow us on all social media platforms at Straight Facts Podcast. Um, make sure y'all keep liking, subscribing on, on, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everything, or every other platform, you know, y'all listen to podcasts on.
Yeah, holla at us, man. Until the next time, we out. We out. Peace.